What up, y'all? It's your boy. I'm really loud right now. Gotta turn my headset volume down. It's your boy, A-Switch. Coming back at you. Actually, let me, um... I forgot to post the deets. Bringing you, uh... The very first episode of 2020. That's weird to say now. I've, I think that's the first time I've literally said that out loud. Wow. 2020. 2-0-2-0. Uh, episode 38 of Switches Sites. We back at it from a little uh, brief hiatus break, if you will. 38 episodes. That's pretty. That's pretty commendable. Because what started out, I want to say, might be coming around the anniversary of me starting this podcast. But that's neither here nor there. Um, A.K.A. Uh, the man with the fruit snacks. Uh, A.K.A. Um, uh, the nigga with the Cali sticks. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, wish I had some nunchucks right now so I can cause some wrath. <laughs> um, today's date is, uh, January 16th, 2020. I'm just gonna like really say the year now. I don't really be saying the year like that, but just, we don't, it's 2020. We don't get that many. We don't, I mean, we're never going to get this again. 2020. 2020 that's 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 a, a mo, that's every millennium right but next would be 3030 I won't even probably be here unless you know I'm I'm on some blade runner type stuff and, you know they give me like a I'm just all cybernetic or maybe my personality soul essence is a robot that'd be kind of cool I'd want that actually I don't know. People say they don't want immortality, but I don't know, man. Uh, that's a lot of games you can play that you may have missed out on in your lifetime. Uh, and then so many are going to be coming out still. Uh, I didn't mean to get all f- philosophical, but let's get <laughs> let's get back to actually the focus of this podcast, which is gaming and all nerd related stuff i guess that's pretty much the best way to describe it i don't want to confine myself too much but essentially gaming is pretty much a safe i guess safe box to put myself in so um yeah so for those that don't know this is switches sites podcast my personal podcast where i talk about video games and all nerd tech related stuff that pertains in that realm so yeah man boy it's a lot of stuff we need to talk about that i want to get off my chest because uh boy some uh some uh some interesting things happened that uh i'm not too happy about i'm, I'm or dare i say disappointed i'm not mad i'm disappointed i'll give them give them the uh gotta give them the guilt gotta give them the uh gotta (laughs) you gotta make them feel guilty 
gotta make them feel good. It's like, uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Like, oh, <laughs> dad, no. <laughs> I wanted to prove myself to you. I'm sorry. I'll do better. I'll, I'll, I'll do better. All right, let's just get into it. Actually, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So let me let me stop doing that and and go through some stuff because, man, I'm I'm kind of covering two weeks past two weeks worth of stuff that we didn't uh, or may have missed. Uh, some of this is pretty much this week, though. So, uh, but man, boy, this is like delay, delay central, man. Boy, I'm not complaining, though, but I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, so first topic, uh, boy. So Sony, you know, uh, this little company that might just be, you know, the the head of the uh, console race is, um, you know, they 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 a little company or whatever. Um, you know, they, they released the PS4 that, you know selling like what like 500 mm, i don't think 500 million that's i think 100 million easy though um you know they got this little console coming out um people call it the ps5 i mean they released the the logo of it already that looks just like the ps4 ps3 uh (laughs) i was thinking on twitter i saw that like it probably is what happened they somebody just simply went into Photoshop and just removed the four and put five. That's all we need. We did it guys. <laughs> I'm just imagining somebody just did that. There's a lot of other people behind them. And then, you know, it's kind of like, um, what are those, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, um, space movies where they're all in the control center and they're nervous and then they do it. And then <laughs> right when that dude, turns the four to a five in Photoshop. Everybody, he has his monitor on display. Everybody looking behind him like, oh, we did it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. Oh, PS5. Yeah. I mean, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess. So, uh, but I mean, in terms of the, the more deeper news, um, and man, they, they released a car too. They, why? But all right, I'm getting sidetracked. So they, uh, announced, uh, this was Monday that they're not attending E3 2020. The, the electronic entertainment expo for those that don't know, basically the, I'd say the Super Bowl of gaming, I guess, if you want to, compare in that way i guess maybe that's a weird analogy but uh that's probably the best way to think of it um it's where a lot of media is gonna pay attention to uh gaming announcements and gaming news new gaming hardware like you know the xbox one x series x oh that's gonna that's gonna be tough to remember (laughs) you'll know what i mean either way obviously but um, and then PS five, which at least normally would have been there, but they didn't, they didn't attend last year's, which was more understandable because they, um, it seemed like there wasn't really much they had to offer, um, with, you know, the few games that they did show separately or somewhere else outside of E3. But now it's like they have all the guns ready to just unload on everything. And they like, you know what? Yeah. 
I think we've we'll, we'll put our energy elsewhere, I guess. So that's roughly what they said in a statement. I don't, I'm not really going to quote it quote by quote, but the general uh, idea is that basically they're they they're going to um, announce their games and other venues and other. I guess events basically I could see them probably announcing or dropping like a, a PlayStation direct. I forgot what they call it because they stole it from Nintendo PlayStation. What is it? PlayStation access PlayStation direct. No, it's not that state of play state of play. So they're going to do that, I guess. And then probably um, I think it's a pretty safe bet to try to take a little bit, probably at least around the window of E3. I'm pretty I could definitely see that happening in some way. We'll probably get the reveal um, next month. That's at least when the PS4 was announced, you know, in the wake of it coming out, too. So uh, it's going to be weird, man. This is probably the, the E3 I was planning on coming going to since I'm in the area um I was I, I was at least like you know let me at least go to 1e3 just to get that out of my system just to get a full-on experience with it but I don't know now to like not seeing all the spectacle of you know the warring console console war uh kind of see it in action uh it's a little slightly disappointing but who knows maybe uh We'll see as we get closer if I if it will be worthwhile going. Um, at least Microsoft did confirm they're going to, um, and Nintendo's going to be there. But obviously, they're still going to go with what's been working for them. Actually, really, um, you know, with their Nintendo Direct. So, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's weird. But I mean, honestly, they Sony doesn't even need E3. I mean, they have, and I. This is what I said last I think last time um, that basically they ha- already have the eyes the fans they're at the top of the uh, the head of the console race so they pretty much could do whatever they want and get away with it and then it makes from a business standpoint makes a lot of sense because it's like why waste all this money well not necessarily waste some of it will I guess eventually come back in some way shape or form but spend all this money to um, attend a venue to, you know, and then, you know, cost, spend more money on the whole spectacle of E3 and the announcements and stage and all that. And then not be in fully full control of their, you know, event, you know, from a, I guess, uh, you know, building standpoint and, you know, a lot of dynamics that come into play and, you know, maybe different protocols and policies, within E3 and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe just Sony was like, eh, we can save some money here, even though they don't need to. They probably going to, we pretty much know they're going to make a killing when the PlayStation 5 comes out too. But, uh, yeah, man. It's just not, like, why? We can save more money and not do that and, you know, be more smart about our announcements. And, yeah, it's honestly um, pretty, uh, pretty, sound idea it's like it's not like at least from a logical standpoint it's not like it doesn't make sense um but there's a lot of eyes that are on e3 when it is there when the event goes into place so 
nonetheless, um, I'm fine with it. Uh, it would be cool for them to be there to kind of have the whole spectacle, like as it used to be back in the day, at least from when I watched, uh, you know, uh, from all the various outlets and stuff. So, um, it'll be fine. Um, if anything, it might even, you know, uh, turn more in their favor technically, um, since, you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> that's probably going to be the talk of the town. Well, oh man, well, man, wow. Sony isn't even here. All right. Yeah. Second time in a row, man, that's crazy. And then, you know, that dead ball keeps rolling or whatever I would assume. So, uh, it is what it is. It's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine. And then boy, let's get into these, man, these damn delays, man. Goodness. So first you got Final Fantasy VII Remake <coughs> delayed uh, to April 10th. Uh, not actually too far from its original date, which is March 20th, I believe. So that's fine. Um, and, you know, to I guess before we get into this, like, I'm totally fine with, with delays. I mean, ultimately it's going to make the game better at the end of the day, better than what it would have been if it released at a time with the developers or, you know, the, um, design team knowing in advance that, uh, we, we need some more time to make this more polished than what it is. So that's, that's, uh, I'm totally fine with that. And also, I mean, man, I got this damn backlog, uh, I like to get through some of the games still need to finish from 2019 that I at least thought I'd want to at least mess with. Um, personally for me, that's, uh, for someone that's pretty scrap for time, uh, you know, with a full-time job and, uh, you know, other various things, this is totally fine for me personally. Let's say if I was like, what, 15, 15 and below or so maybe even a little bit older than that. I'd be like, Oh my God, can it? Why please? Uh, but man, as somebody with <laughs> not much time as I used to, I'm fine with this. Take, take your time. <laughs> like I was saying, I was uh, being dumb on Twitter, you know, like, uh, I don't even think people got the reference, but well, uh, non black people probably didn't get the reference, but you know, like uh, <laughs> during church when um, folks were, uh, you know, people want to like uh, the pastor, you know, he trying to be considered like, oh, yeah, I know y'all need to go. Y'all need to go home today, whatever. But uh, let me let me just praise the Lord. And then <laughs> let me find it's been a while. So you. <laughs> I, I know it's been a while. That's too damn deep. That's too damn deep for y'all. Actually, that kind of works. Let's go with that. (laughs) So the passive, I'm trying to contain it. I can't. Uh, I'm thinking of it and it makes me laugh. I'm sorry. Uh, Pastor be like, yeah, I know. I don't want to take y'all time. I know y'all got some stuff to do today, but let me talk to y'all about the Lord. <laughs> the old lady be like, take your time, Pastor. Take your time. Take your time. All right. Okay. You talk. You, you get out. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
like I said, take your time, Pastor. All right. Uh, I'm ready when you ready. Okay. Because uh, I want that to blow my, my face off. Okay. I don't want to have anything on my face when that game done. I want to be blown away. All right. I want to be like just engulfed in that game. I want to just be submerged in that game. I want to be immersed in that game. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm probably popping. I didn't mean to pop, but I mean, hey, all right, this this deserves it because I need to be be engulfed in all of it. You hear me? OK. All right. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. They kind of go hand in hand the more you think about it. I mean, not in a like weirdly religious thing, but <sighs> sure, whatever, whatever. Uh, staying in line with that. Um, and, and also, I forgot about the heartfelt um, apology. And I mean, I'm totally understanding. And I, I appreciate them being very uh, transparent about, you know, hey, it's. I mean, we want to make this as polished and, you know, appease the fans that have been waiting for this, like what, for like, what, like 20, yeah, a little over 20 years, technically. So, yeah, I mean, take your time, Pastor, all right? Take your time, all right? So, uh, in other delays, uh, this was probably the latest one, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. I guess people could kind of see this coming because I mean, boy, this game is being like amped up to be like the next freaking fucking Vincent Van Gogh of video games and shit. The motherfucking fucking Citizen Kane of video games and shit. So, I mean, it's understandable that it's, it's built up a lot of hype. You got, you got freaking Keanu Reeves, you know, your breath take it, you know, is it's a lot coming into this. So, I mean, it's totally understandable that, uh, they pushing this pretty substantially. I think this is like what, five months, like September 17th, 2020. This is like in the wake of the new next gen consoles coming out. So I'm curious if maybe there's going to be some, uh, shift, and, you know, maybe they're going to do a surprise announcement um, around E3 where, you know, it's like, well, because, you know, a lot of people are talking about, well, well, I mean, might as well wait for the next console generation in that case or wait or hold out until they release it on the next gen console, which is pretty inevitable since it, now, especially it's way closer to release. Um, so, yeah, again, with this totally fine with it i mean uh april was looking to be a pretty busy ass month to begin with so we got what we got freaking uh resident evil 3 i think coming out april 3rd uh at least at the time resident evil resident evil 3 coming out april 3rd pretty sure that's gonna still be solid and gonna come out one time and then you got final fantasy 7 remake coming out april 10th so what you got like a week which technically the game, I don't see Resident Evil 3 going to be that long anyway. So that's what roughly generally for a standard Resident Evil game, 10 hours. If, you know, not even counting Project Resistance, which I'll probably dabble with as well. And then you got um, Cyberpunk coming out the 18th. <laughs> so you have a week 
to beat like what uh I know Square said it's gonna be a forty hour game or I I, I don't think they actually said the definitive time, but for a RPG like Final Fantasy seven, they said it's gonna be like a legit single game, even though it's not gonna be the whole game technically. But for the segment it is, which is mainly the make our section, it's gonna be uh, the standard length of a you know traditional JRPG or whatever, which at least the minimum is like 40 hours. So <laughs> what? Huh? You expect me to to beat Final Fantasy VII Remake 40 hours? Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. That wouldn't happen. So Cyberpunk 27.7 would have to, you know, sit in the back burner for a bit um, before I could actually play it. So this is totally fine with me. So now I have get some breathing room and can play Resident Evil 3 and give it the attention and time it needs and then play uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, give that the time it needs. And then down the road when 2077 comes out, I'm ready. I will be ready. Uh, well then, well, you know, then the onslaught of, uh, of E3 announcements. You never know. You might get some shadow drops that will not shadow drops short time frames like, you know, Fallout 4 where it had like, what, four or five months, even Resident Evil 3 that had like a very short time to its release. So, I mean, considering it's the end of the generation and especially with the new consoles coming out, that's pretty much guaranteed. But technically should be able to get Cyberpunk done before, you know, the next gen consoles come out and stuff like that. So boy man 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 and then on top of that <laughs> square enix just stay stay delaying stuff um avengers is delayed pretty substantially too i think that got moved to september 4th yeah so that got moved to this uh september 4th as well so boy all these delays but as somebody who doesn't have that much time and likes to try to get through some games as as, as much as possible I'm totally fine with it. And at the end of the day, delays are only going to make the game better than what it currently would be if it were to release. So totally fine with me again. Take your time, pastor. That's how I feel. Okay. Um, patience is a virtue. Best serve cold. I don't know. why. <laughs> I don't know why I mixed that like mixed. I was very philosophical. Very like what, very uh, a lot of wisdom just went straight like just trash, <laughs> straight action B movie, B B movie action B movie yeah, boy, <laughs> patience is a dish best served cold. I guess it kind of uh you could if you if you if you kind of look at it in a very abstract way, it would kind of make sense like you know. To be cold, one must be patient to withstand the cold. But then if you are in the cold too long, you probably gonna get sick anyway. But I mean, uh, uh, do we really got to analyze it? No. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Why, why do we do this? Why do we dwell on this? This is not, that's not even necessary. Okay, damn it. I'm doing it myself, but. <sighs> 
Um, boy. So let's, uh, boy. All right. So, uh, as, as a lot of you may know, um, Sakurai had a, uh, had an announcement, uh, January 16th today, or yeah, I forgot. I'm recording this episode. I started on the 16th. It's going into the 17th, uh, unintentionally. Cause I was, uh, I had to watch the bad boys, bad boys three. And boy, I'm going to tell you about that movie. I'll give you, give, give you some deets. Not going to spoil it uh, towards the end of the podcast, but I digress. Um, yeah. So Sakurai early this morning, I didn't catch it. Uh, roommate told me about it. Boy, I I was I was groggy too. Oh man. Uh, so uh at least the rumors before the the character was announced was that um it would be Dante, who you know is the is one of the best characters in gaming, I'd say personally at least. Um He's been in a lot of other games, Marvel vs. Capcom, I th- even PlayStation All-Stars, which is was basically a Smash Brothers clone. Um, it was highly rumored he was going to be uh, the announced character, considering um, uh, Devil May Cry 3 is coming out on Switch, as well as uh, Devil May Cry 1 and 2 has already come out on Switch. Um, and then uh, the producer for Devil May Cry uh, announced that he had an announcement on the same day as the Nintendo, uh, the smash direct, which is like, as a, as a hard to ignore, um, correlation or, you know, coincidence between the two. So, I mean, a lot of people, uh, deservedly. So we're assuming, Oh yeah, Dante is getting announced. It gotta be. And then he has, uh, in his, uh, in the, um, on Twitter in terms of the announcement, uh, picture, it it uh it shows three question marks, uh a weird Sakurai posing like he dabbing with a three as well. So it's like it's hard to ignore uh Devil May Cry three, which is planned to be announced and is gonna come out soon. It, 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 I mean the writing is pretty there to, you know, pretty much assume that. It's it'd be a safe assumption. I mean, it's not like it's we pulling something out our asses or whatever. So, yeah. And then there was a couple other theories too, like you know, Kingdom Hearts three, and then No More Heroes three. So I mean, all those I I totally would like. I mean, Sora being the lowest because I'm not I haven't really played too many uh, Kingdom Hearts games, but definitely at the top of my list would be, I don't know if I've ever said this really, but, uh, definitely Dante, uh, probably Travis more than Dante considering how niche he is and, uh, just how much I like him as a character and how relatable he is. Um, so yeah, Travis touchdown from no more heroes first, Dante probably second, then, um, probably Axel from streets of rage. He makes total sense. He's from a beat em up and then probably battle toads. And, you know, I, I kind of want to put Double Dragon in there with him. But, you know, that's kind of uh, realistically not feasible. Uh, that's why I also wouldn't put, I guess, Kiryu, even though Kiryu actually would be pretty good, too. But, I mean, that's uh, 
I don't I mm, I mean I will want it but I don't know I feel like I'm not sure a lot of other people want that so personally that would be my desired uh, characters to come out which they did announce that after but let's let's talk about <laughs> uh, the character they did announce and um it just I just it just feels uh just awkward I don't know because just how like it just feels like a troll really like uh but yeah so the character they did announce was uh uh what is his name I don't even Byleth Byleth from from Fire Emblem Three Houses uh and yet another another damn fire emblem character that has a sword as well which is a pretty common trope for a fire emblem character and considering a lot of the roster and smash brothers does have a sword <sighs> man this is just like uh this is like it's like the whole history of fire emblem is in, is in this game is like is an overrepresentation of fire emblem characters and don't even get me wrong it's not like i have anything against fire emblem but it's like i'd rather have somebody else than that person because we have a pretty decent representation of fire emblem characters already we don't need any more stop it so it just from a from a well-rounded standpoint it just doesn't make sense personally um and obviously i think a lot of a lot of people have had that you know disagreement with you know sakurai's choice in uh including yet another damn fire emblem character we have so many we have so many we might as well just be called fire emblem ultimate all right because it's like damn all right, we have like what eight, eight damn Fire Emblem characters. That is enough. Just stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop it already. Uh, that's too many damn Fire Emblem characters. All right, that's from one, you know, specifically one IP. Because you know you have Mario, which is pretty reasonable. You have pretty much the mainstays that, like, you know, if I were to do a Nintendo mashup. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser. Yeah, it all makes sense. But goodness, man, like eight damn Fire Emblem characters. That is like too many damn Fire Emblem characters to have in a damn uh, Smash game where it's a representation of all Nintendo and even, you know, outside IP uh, that have been tied to Nintendo in one way or another in the past. Uh, it's too many. Stop it. Stop it, Sakurai. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Sakurai? Just stop it. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, and then, <laughs> the, oh my God. It's very funny, though. I have to admit, it's just funny because you could tell it's like it was, it was, it's an air of, of trolling in a sense because it's like, I'm I'm pretty certain he's aware that like nobody necessarily wanted this or preferred something else rather than this, which in in turn uh, disappointed a lot of folks. Um, so you know, <laughs> after it was announced, 
you you got Sagarai like po- putting up the poster. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know, he did the same like you know the typical uh TV show uh you know after school special trope like, oh, didn't see you there. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm just putting up these uh just putting up this uh uh this Fire Emblem Three Houses poster with you know the, the new character uh Byleth. He he tight right? You know, I mean it's not like we got. We don't got too many Fire Emblem characters in the game already. So, I mean, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So let me uh, get into the details. And, you know, he damn near spoiled the damn Fire Emblem Three Houses game. I got it. And I was planning to play it. And, you know, he damn spoiled, spoiled a good amount of the game. I kind of wanted to discover some of that myself, but I understand. I mean, I had what, like six, 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 seven months to play it. So that's ultimately on me. So sure. Fine. Cool. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Sakurai. Thanks. So then he has, uh, he, <laughs> He explains the three. So he's like, you know what? Three was actually, it's actually binary. So basically it was some unorthodox way to count that basically lets you utilize your fingers in more, uh, a more, I guess, useful fashion to count, which is like no damn way I would ever do that in my time when I got a damn calculator in my damn pocket. It's called a phone, Sakurai. It's called technology. All right. Get with it. You're from Japan, Sakurai. You have technology more advanced than we do in America. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> you could tell I'm a little salty because uh, I kind of wanted either Travis or, or Dante and uh, Sakurai, you took that from me. All right. You took that from me. Okay. Uh, it was one thing to, to you know, get past the, the laggy and, you know, atrocious online to kind of play your game, Sakurai, with uh, characters I want. But you, you just want to you just want to you just going you just going to put gonna put Byleth in the game. Uh, you just going to put put damn another Fire Emblem in me. Goddamn other Fire Emblem character in the damn game that I don't even want to. Don't even want to play him. He looked cool. I mean, I give him that. I mean, but it's like there's so many other goddamn Fire Emblem characters. Why would I want to? Uh, he had a cool counter or, you know, armor move and stuff. And, you know, he, he technically got that bow and an axe, but, you know, he ultimately does have a sword and, you know, he can kind of lash himself or I forgot the term. Uh, latch himself to the stage like a lot of other fighters, so that's cool too. But I wanted some. I wanted Dante or or Travis. I was uh ultimately hyped myself up for that. But I mean, anybody, I would have been more okay. Oh, all right, sure, yeah, it makes sense. But uh, it's just another Fire Emblem character. It's like eighth or ninth Fire Emblem character added to the game. That could have been somebody else that would have rounded out the roster uh, much better. So, ugh. 
But Sakurai knew what he was. I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing. He's like, I don't give a damn about what y'all think. Y'all gonna y'all gonna get this damn bailiff and y'all gonna take it, all right? Because I'm Father Sakurai. I don't give a damn what y'all say. Y'all gonna y'all gonna take this damn bailiff and y'all gonna have fun with him. He you gonna use that damn power shoot uh special uh that insta kill and may potentially kill yourself if they have a reflective uh property. But you gonna love it, all right? Because I'm Father Sakurai. And I make I make this shit right. You gonna love it. <laughs> I got the damn I got the damn best selling game ever. Now I beat I beat I beat fucking Street Fighter two. You think you think I'm gonna care about you? You think I'm gonna care about what you want? Bitch, please. I'm goddamn Sakurai, bitch. <laughs> That's what I think he's actually like. He just doesn't he just doesn't do that on camera. So, you know. It's okay, Sakura. I respect you, though. I highly disagree with your choice of this character, but I respect it. So pretty, pretty damn somber note to end uh, Fighter Pass one on for sure. But I feel like he did that intentionally to kind of like, uh, well, man, yeah, boy, Fighter Pass one ended on a somber note. But we have a fighter pass two where you can get a lot of probably a lot of those characters that you were hoping to get for fighter pass one. So, uh, you know, there's that. And if you pre-order now, um, you know, so I can guarantee that you may or may not, uh, you may get the character you want, or you may get, well, <laughs> fuck it. We might put in 12 other damn fire emblem characters. Who knows? Uh, if you if you invest in the season pass, though, I mean, you can play that game and, you know, kind of see if we if we fuck you over or not. So, I mean, I mean, what it's apparent the choice you should make because I'm goddamn Sakurai. So uh, what are you going to do? Uh, but I mean, I pretty sure he's going to be in good faith and I mean he obviously did another season pass for another reason I think he said in the direct that he confirmed all the characters so he pretty much knows who all the new care who all the characters in the next fighter pass is going to be so and also apparently uh, the fighter pass has one additional character compared to fighter pass one so I'm curious how that is or how that's going to play. I feel like one of those is, is one is going to be a very closely tied character to another, maybe to some extent, but we'll see. Maybe it just is a legitimate, uh, another character, maybe just the fact that it's going to be the last one, maybe not the ultimately last one, but who knows? Um, but yeah, man. And then outside of that, they did announce some, uh, me fighters, uh, probably the most interesting one, uh, was Cuphead. So he looks just like Cuphead uh, in terms of how he shoots and everything. So that's pretty damn cool. That's actually way cooler than Byleth, um, which, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of me, <laughs> a lot of memes on Twitter talking about that too. Like, uh, fuck Byleth. Oh, Cuphead though. Boy. Yeah. Why don't you bring more attention to this guy? You know? So that's pretty cool. Uh, that, that, that does show a weird, nice sign or a little hint at, you know, the buddy buddiness of Microsoft and Xbox, which, you know, is starting to lead some more credence to the possibility of, uh, the chief maybe wanting to finish the fight 
with Smash Brothers. I'm try. I was trying to do John's voice, but it didn't really work out. I'll work on it though. I'll work on it and get back to you. So, um, yeah, man. Ugh. They had a couple other cool stuff. Um, oh, they had <laughs> freaking Altair, which uh, you know, a, a moderate amount of people wanted, or you know, out of just sheer randomness like yeah well yeah put all tire in there you know uh i guess since he was also in in soul caliber i don't think six but i think five so yeah yeah then i think uh mega man a couple a little bit more mega man representation in me fighter shooters or whatever um yeah <laughs> very, very disappointing but it's fine it's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine. Uh, very somber note. Very somber. I think, yeah, I think what disappointed a lot of people too, I thought the expectation was that every character was going to be a third party character. So yeah, to have a pretty much first party character be announced as DLC was that. Uh, yeah, no. But I guess it's probably better now they did it than uh than later because uh oh you know what that kind of makes more sense now now that i'm thinking about it as to why they didn't include him at uh at um the game awards because boy (laughs) the booing would be immense in that damn hall i tell you what I'd be one of the, I'd be one of the highest there. Boo, this is horrible. Oh my God, what the hell is this? Uh, Probably more just dead silence than anything, but it'd be pretty apparent. The, uh, the reception uh, would be pretty immediate in the, in the stage. So (laughs) I think I saw Jeff Keighley uh, tweet too. Like, like, oh boy, I kind of missed the bullet on that one. (laughs) So yeah. Uh, yeah, you can sell uh in the threads uh video and video game enthusiast threads as well. Uh people are voicing their opinions uh very much so. Uh as to their d- disagreement with uh uh the lack of inclusion of a of a particular character or you know, including yet another damn freaking fire emblem character cuz god Cause we, that's what we needed. We needed another damn fire emblem character. And I'm trying to tell y'all, I love me some damn fire emblem, but Jesus eight damn fire emblem characters. We don't need that many kill somebody off. <laughs> that, that'd actually be pretty dope because, because it's fire emblem. And that's the kind of the, uh, you know, as Sakurai explained in his video, the kind of gimmick of the game, uh, is that yeah when you when a character dies they die permanently and you have to live with that unless you want to reload your save which I've done which uh has led me to not fully complete a Fire Emblem game but I do love the experience um I, I that's probably one of the few tactical uh games I have played and and will play but uh yeah <laughs> that would be actually awesome like what it what if in a direct um, Sakurai actually killed off a character technically uh, actually just straight up kill him off or you know like oh man damn it um, <laughs> that would be funny that would that would oh my god 
if Sakurai just knew his audience, uh, that would be fucking funny, man. That would crack me the hell up. He'd actually kill off a character and they'd never come back. <laughs> they, they manually remove them from the game. Um, probably, I mean, obviously, I guess they wouldn't do that, but, you know, kind of do it in the, in the, um, trailer sense or whatever. That'd be kind of dope. Uh, I'd kind of want that actually, or even better yet. Oh man, they could do it. They just kill off a damn fucking clone and then put, replace them with a different character. That'd be kind of dope. Uh, you know, a character that would round out the roster more. That'd be, I totally, obviously I'd be, a, be a, totally fine with that, but you know, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm, that's just my opinion. So, um, yeah, so boy, I, I vented too much on this, uh, but I mean, hey, I felt some way about that. I felt some damn way about that. I felt some particular way about that. Just saying. Uh, moving on. Uh, Resident Evil Three, baby, is getting so close. It's so damn close. Um, they dropped a trailer this week. And boy, does Nemesis look fucking dope. Uh, at least initially, it was a little weird to kind of warm up to uh, his uh, design. But yeah, seeing him in motion and in, in the gameplay, he looks pretty damn sick. I approve of the redesign um, in the motion. He looks pretty dope. He has a rocket launcher now that looks like a, a Super Nintendo scope. So that's kind of cool. I wonder if they intentionally did that, but no, it looks pretty similar to what it looked like in the original game. So that's kind of cool. They didn't show that. They didn't show the rocket launcher in gameplay. They did show the flamethrower. So that kind of leads me to think that it might be a, um, a mini gun as well that he might like switch to at some point in the game, or maybe it's some, um, some random element to it or something like that. All in all, that would be pretty kind of dope. That, that'd be pretty damn dope. Um, you know, giving a nod to the one thing they kind of did that was kind of cool in the movie, even though as a whole, it was pretty atrocious. I'd be fine with it. That'd be kind of dope. Um, yeah, the trailer looked good. Uh, we saw, we saw the hunter in action. Uh, well, slightly, uh, he looks pretty damn huntery, uh, even more, you know, conniving and, reptilian and devious as uh even the first resident evil remake so i'm curious to see how he's gonna play how he's how he's translated into the new resident evil engine and kind of how he plays in in this in the third person sense uh i guess we kind of got a hint of it in um revelations where they had that hunter said segment in uh revelation so Maybe they'll probably, I'm pretty certain they're going to uh, deviate off that to some extent. So um, they showed the train station. That was one notable thing, too. Um, so that's a pretty big change from the original game where it's now instead of the cable car, it's a, a legit train station, which looks to be basically the same um, train station as Resident Evil Outbreak. So. I'm really loving and re highly respecting Capcom for acknowledging Outbreak and providing some continuity because you kind of had a little bit of that in Resident Evil Remake where you had a lot of the characters that were in Outbreak in the particular scenario. 
uh, Desperate Times that uh, takes place before the events of Resident Evil 2. Or technically, it might even be a little bit of uh, some tie-in to RE3 as well. So, uh, yeah, love that. Love that, um, you know, love um, being uh, acknowledged for uh, fans of Outbreak. Because that game is actually great. I, I really hope they... Man, I feel like they're going to do that at some point. Maybe not now, but maybe down the line when they're out of ideas and out of remaking all the older games. Who knows? Um, yeah, um, uh, they showed yeah a little bit more Carlos. Um, yeah, showed him playing a little bit. So it is at least confirmed he is gonna be playable at least we don't know to the extent of how he is but it it seems like he's just gonna be in the same be the same way um that he's just gonna have his little segment or maybe actually this trailer hinted at more segments because they've never been in the rpd department which they were in the trailer as well um but yeah they show nemesis in action in terms of using his whip more his uh tentacles more which is pretty cool i think they kind of hinted at uh where jill's gonna get infected as well i'm curious how they're gonna treat that because i mean obviously in their initial trailer they did talk about or show um kind of what at least is insinuated that she's gonna be um gonna be infected and kind of her internal battles with being infected and kind of how it looks like uh to her to us in a sense so uh also love the gimp gimp mask for uh for nemesis so it's like he um he had it initially and i guess at some point it's gonna come off um that's pretty cool i like that design it's like he's and how his whole um character design is set up he's like just wrapped up in this weird it seems like just like uh uh what is the duffy not duffy uh what is the trash bag brand it's it starts with d look it up uh Cause it's going to bother the hell out of me. Trash bag. What is it? Duffy. I want to say Duffy so bad. Hefty. Yeah. Hefty. That's pretty. That's I'm pretty sure that's what I meant. Hefty. So yeah. Got, got the damn hefty bags all on them with a the little caution in between. Um, I love it. I love it a lot. Um, it looks like, yeah, that, that heart thing isn't as pronounced as I thought it would be. So that's cool. I'm pretty sure it's a weak point to some extent. Um, I would assume, but who knows? Or maybe it's just literally protected or just kind of like a red herring that kind of distract you in some way. But all in all, man, it's looking good. The environments are looking good, especially outside. Um, loving the, the, the outside environment of Raccoon City, how they have it, uh, spruced up. Um, you can see a lot of the, um, uh, survivors now, which is different. Um, that it seems like there might be some component of you maybe possibly actually save them, or maybe more than likely they're probably just gonna just show you, uh, people getting decimated in front of you to kind of add, 
to the uh, kind of, I guess, um, visceralness of the outbreak. Um, but nonetheless, be pretty cool to see how that all plays out. But all in all, loving it, loving uh, loving the detail. This actually, yeah, this personally is all I'd need. Uh, I think they could pretty much just be silent after this now and then just wait for the release because that's it's like I'm clearly sold. That's all I really needed. So, boy, I can't wait for it to come out. Probably going to I want probably want to play the original one uh, just to refresh my memory on uh, kind of the what they did different and stuff. So who knows? Maybe that might come at some point. Might stream that. We'll see. So. Uh, yeah, and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't look as horrible as the uh, art was making him out to be. He doesn't look as pronounced now. He looks more. He looks more similar to what he would look like if remade. He doesn't look as drastically different, if that makes sense. So overall, I approve. Cannot wait to get terrified and not feel safe because nobody's safe. Yeah. Uh, then next, um, boy, oh boy, uh, kind of helping me cheer me up in regards to, you know, the, the immense disappointment that was, uh, that, uh, troll ass, uh, announcement of bailiff, bailiff, bitcheth. That's all he could be for all I care. I'll probably be different after I play fire emblem three houses, but, but as of now he's called bitcheth. Because he he does not deserve to be on this roster because he's yet another damn Fire Emblem character that we don't need that we could have had Dante. I'm just saying, okay. I think I let it all out. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so at least initially coming out, I think like this was a week uh before that um the producer of Capcom uh, or one of the producers at least uh, announced that uh, there was a special announcement regarding the switch version of Devil May Cry 3. So my first initial reaction was it's got to be a style switch mode because that's like the probably the biggest um, in retrospect um, thing missing for Devil May Cry 3, especially after four came out. Uh, which is why I felt conflicted between three and four. But now, man, this is hands down going to be my favorite Devil May Cry uh, ever in terms of the, the, the overall series, because that was the only gripe I had with Devil May Cry is that you couldn't switch on the fly in terms of your styles, which which is what um, Devil May Cry four showed us that uh, we needed in Devil May Cry three. Uh, but, you know, obviously. They wouldn't do that technically, at least at the time. But thank God our answers have been prayed. Our our answers have been prayed. That's what I wanted to say. Our prayers have been answered. And um, we did get confirmation with a nice ass trailer uh, showing uh, style switching has been confirmed. I guess it's in this separate new mode called freestyle mode, which I'm just assuming is just basically just a mode with style switching. And then obviously you probably could go back to the traditional mode. If for some strange reason you want to play Devil May Cry like that, knowing that you have this option now. So yes, yes, 
if all goes well, this is definitely going to be uh, by far my favorite. Uh, would definitely uh, solidify one of my top favorite games of all time uh, because of this. Even without the style of switching it, it was up there, but this knocked it up definitely a few more notches because, man, being able to switch on the fly is so damn great. So cannot wait for that. He also did tease some other details potentially that might happen. It seems like, um, because, uh, he said there was announcement, uh, today or yesterday, the 16th, and then there was going to be announcement on the 30th of January and then one on February 13th. So at least the rumors that have been going around is that, one is obviously <clears throat> what's been announced today, which is the freestyle mode. And then two was going to be uh, a weapon switch mode where basically it is a more customizable version of the weapon switch system. Cause in this one, uh, you can only switch between two weapons, uh, two, uh, handguns or two, um, range weapons and two melee weapons. But, uh, traditionally, at least after three, um, pretty much it's been three, at least as the standard. But who knows with this one, you probably might be able to customize as much as you want, basically in the line with the um, style switcher mod for Devil May Cry 3 on PC that you might have seen me stream um, a while ago. But <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, then after that, um, a lot of people are thinking that it's going to be a co-op mode between with uh, Dante and Virgil, which would be fucking sick. Fucking awesome if they do that. Um, probably maybe more realistically, it might just be Bloody Palace, which I'd totally be fine with uh, just being able to play with your buddy to go through the, the palaces like that. That'd be pre pretty dope, in my opinion. Um, or possibly, potentially uh, the whole campaign or, you know, whole, uh, missions, all of the missions that way, which would be pretty cool. Um, I could see it probably it's, um, it would, uh, you know, that probably just be the suspense of belief in terms of, you know, well, I'm fighting, uh, Virgil as my pretty much my main, <coughs> main protagonist, but he's with me, but you know, Kind of probably a suspense of belief, or maybe they're just two Dantes. One is just like has a blue coat, you have a red coat, and maybe, or you maybe just have the customizability of doing either, or, or maybe after you beat it with Dante, you unlock Virgil to play with co op mode wise. It could be anything. Um, and what's kind of lead more credence to that is that they're, they did list a two player mode is listed on the eShop page for the game. But uh, for those that don't know, in the original game, you could also plug in a second tr controller, uh, particularly if you had the doppelganger um, uh, style unlocked, which basically duplicates a shadow of yourself. Um, and a uh, second player, if it was plugged in, could control that character in that way. But I don't know. I don't think they announced that in the or added that in the original game. So I don't think they would have another player if that was the case. So at least as of now, it's purely speculation, but 
I think it's a pretty safe, uh, safe bet considering how they're like hyping this up, um, in terms of these announcements, uh, I would assume there'd be pretty substantial announcements that directly pertain to Devil May Cry three. Otherwise, I guess it could be hinted at. I know he said a particular slogan that hinted at Virgil's dialogue in uh, Devil May Cry 3, I think, but could possibly be a hint at um, a special edition of Devil May Cry 5 um, where, you know, a highly requested Virgil was playable or has his own new campaign now and like Trish and Lady, even maybe uh, Nico is, is playable now. That all would be pretty great, pretty awesome, pretty fantastic. But only time will tell. We'll have to wait until January 30th, which admittedly is not too far. Um, and then after that, February 13th. So all in all, I am very just satisfied with the style switching alone because that is probably the most as the biggest uh, gripe I had with Devil May Cry 3. And now that has been resolved, uh, you know, without having to <laughs> do all the dirty work and mod the game and try to, you know, do some manual editing of files to make it how you want and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool how, how the modded community and seeing it in action actually got it ultimately because I'm pretty sure they've seen the style switcher mod and maybe mess with it possibly there like you know what yeah it's about time we should do it and of course uh switch you're switching on your switch with your style i'm switching because i'm a switch and i'm switching on on the switch with my switch it's 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 it's, it's, it's a given it's a given It, it was bound to happen maybe i mean it wasn't but it was very great for capcom to do that um it seems like this is probably gonna be exclusive to to the um to the uh switch i don't think it, they're gonna patch this into the devil may cry collections for like xbox one and ps4 but it would be pretty great if they did i totally will play play those versions because i think i haven't actually played them since i already beat them on uh beat it on ps3 the ps3 version of them i was like uh well i was trying i was going a little bit with devil may cry one but i was like uh there's a lot of other stuff i need to play so yeah, I think that covers news for this week. Um, I did it. I got through it. Uh, so now let's talk about what I've been playing. Uh, boy, yeah, over this break, uh, I played a lot. I played a lot. I'm actually very satisfied with how much I did play. Uh, cause that's always been like a a reoccurring. I guess internal battle was like, man, I should really be playing something right now, getting it out the way, getting on my backlog, whatever. But I'm very satisfied with uh, what I played. So first, I guess notable game I played was Astro Train. I did come back to Astro Train. I played maybe about three hours when it came out and then dropped it for since it was like a onslaught of other stuff coming out. Uh, but I did play it and finish it. And it was pretty great. It was pretty great. After I got, I got the hang of uh, the kind of mechanics of the game. Uh, you get uh, different bastions, I think, or legions um, that basically uh, switch up your attacks uh, to a to an extent, and that was cool. That kind of kept things uh, fresh and interesting, switching and um, you know, experimenting, seeing what worked and stuff like that. 
Uh, but overall, I really did it thoroughly enjoy the concept of the game. Uh, such a creative idea that only only the people at Platinum would think of. So I had a pretty thorough, great experience with Astro Chain. I do recommend it, especially if you have a Switch. Jesus, that game looks beautiful on the Switch, man. Uh, you know, considering the technical limitations of the Switch compared to other systems, that game looks fantastic. But overall, yeah, I had a great damn time with uh, Astro Chain. Killer 7. Man. <laughs> so this game, I've been, I've been, uh, it's always been on my list to play, but I've never gotten around it until now. And <laughs> the funny part too was freaking, uh, I recently, not recently, but this was a couple years ago. I actually got around to actually buying the game for the GameCube, which is, uh, to my knowledge, the best version next to the Steam version that did come out. Like, I swear to you, like a month or two after I got the GameCube version, then they freaking announced the damn uh, Steam version of the game. I'm like, well, great. So I guess I just bought the game GameCube version for nothing then. But it'd probably be cool if I ever wanted to play. And it you could tell the controls definitely were made for the GameCube version. Uh considering it's it's a weird it's uh it's not necessarily hard to complain uh explain, I guess, but it's uh it's it's man, it's a game you've never played before. Uh, a game type you've never played before. That's I'd say a pretty safe uh explanation of the game, first and foremost. Um, a lot of people are comparing it to art, which is very valid. Um, it's very accessible. I'd say, uh, it, it, there is a learning curve, not necessarily high, but I mean, it's just a matter of aiming. Like if you play first person shooter before, I think you'll feel right at home with this game. Um, so at least the general gist or gameplay loop, if you will. Um, it's weird. It's hard. It's like, I'm having a difficult time describing it accurately in my head. Cause it's got a lot of, a lot of aspects to it. So it's like, it's like a lot of, 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 of hints of resident evil, which makes a lot of sense since Shinji Mikami was involved in the game as I think he was executive producer. Uh, so you have a lot of, you know, uh, survival horror, uh, you know, uh, tropes, if you will, where it's like, you know, puzzle elements and, you know, put this item here to lock this item to go to this place and stuff, stuff like that, which I was very surprised by. I totally wasn't expecting that for this game. Um, and then you have, um, <laughs> a lot of people think it's on rails, which is pretty true, but it feels more dynamic than that because you can go back and forth when i think of on rails i think you there's just no way you can move back after you go forward which in this game you can go back and forth it's just you're on a set plane that you can only go to pre-designated locations within the map or level you're on so there is that but i don't know i feel like it's more interactive than being on rails technically, but you are technically on rails if that makes sense, but not in the conventional sense, if that makes sense, (laughs) 
maybe that. I don't know. I feel like I made made it sound more complicated, but whatever. I think you get the general concept there. But so basically you deal with these enemies called the heaven smiles, uh, which are basically these monsters basically that were on this this universe. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm making it more abstract than it is, but that's the general gist in terms of the common threat. So basically how you shoot them or kill them is basically the optimal way is uh, to shoot their weak points, with, which will show uh, almost all the time. It's not immediately you have to kind of aim around or or wait for it to pop up for some enemies. But the general gist is to shoot their weak point, And then after that, they instantly die. Uh, you can shoot them conventionally, but that's not the recommended way to play the game because they're much harder to, to kill in that way. Um, and especially considering you'll have a lot of a lot of them at once come at you. So you have to really uh, one prioritize like who's coming at you first and try to kill them first and aim at, on top of that aim at their weak spot to kill them faster, to kill the next person faster, to aim at their weak spot, so on and so forth. <laughs> then, you know, deeper into the game, you get a lot of, a lot of deviation from that. So you have a lot of different enemies that have that same philosophy, but they have different weak points um, in a lot of interesting ways that kind of, you know, help mix things up, kind of, uh, you know, switch things around. So <laughs> you have kind of like a lot of that going on. Um, but on top of that, you just have the freaking bat shit, crazy convoluted ass story. That is uh, only something that uh, Suda51 could do. I don't even think like Hideo could really, really even like after playing this game, I'm like, man, boy, uh, uh, Hideo need to take some notes from Suda right now because <laughs> in terms of just how convoluted and just like hard to uh, stay with from a cohesion standpoint. Yeah, this 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 game is all over the place, but it seems to have a theme, a common theme and message to some extent. But at the same time, it's very. um, What's the word ambiguous and um, vague about things? So it's very weird. And a lot of the tone shifts in some weird ways. And it, but overall, yeah, it's just very hard to make out like <laughs> what actually is going on here. What's, you know, what is with this, these multiple personalities? How does this, uh, is this real? Is this fake? I, 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 what? And then you get a little bit of answers, uh, questions, answers toward the end, but still it's like a lot of just more unanswered questions than answered. Um, which is just, and it's just a lot of weirdness. And I totally, <coughs> that's why I, I was totally sold in this game because I am a fan of that weird adult swim, just random, so random. It's good type stuff. And that's totally up, up this alley. So if you uh, were a fan of normal heroes, which is definitely probably the first suited game I played that, uh, you know, totally like got me hooked on uh, his games and kind of seeing his work down the line. Uh, this is definitely 
definitely worthwhile. I wouldn't say it's as good as No More Heroes because I, I tend to gravitate towards that that combat and gameplay more. But I'd say it's probably right under <laughs> for Suda 51 games. I would probably put it over Shadows of the Dam. So it'd probably be No More Heroes 1 to Killer 7, Shadows of the Damned, Killer is Dead. I think that's all of them. I didn't play the uh, interactive novels he made, like uh, I think uh, the Silver Case. I plan to play that at some point, but yeah. So at least ranking wise, it's definitely up there. I was very surprised. I guess on top of that, I didn't know what to expect with this game. I just knew that it was uh, a weird on rail shooter where you had seven personalities, um, but that was it. But yeah, after playing it and beating it, Man, it is is just fantastic. You know, just uh, a lot of ways. The soundtrack is excellent, superb. Uh, I think the the same composer, Masakuchi Takeda. I'm probably butchering that. I'm sorry, but um, love his damn music. Love his soundtrack. No more heroes, of course, iconic. And you could see where the inspiration came from in a uh, Killer Seven. So. Overall, uh, if you are into weird stuff, uh, just weirdness, um, the weirdness so weird that it's like uh, engaging and interesting. I, I can't even even say that. It's just it, for any any person that that maybe is even not a hardcore gamer or you know, um, maybe not a gamer. I say. Um, but then I can't necessarily say that because it does take a little bit of some gaming, uh, ingenuity, literacy. Um, but yeah, I'd say try it out if you haven't, it's a great experience. If you're into that type of stuff, some people aren't, which is totally understandable, but just to know what you're kind of in for, if you are to, um, mess with that game. Because it's great. I love it. I do love it. I plan to play it again because I'm just like, after beating, I'm like, what? Kind of like Metal Gear Solid 2. I was like, what? <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, your reaction after you beat it, I'd say. So, yeah, I kind of want to play it again, see if I get pick up on some stuff that maybe I didn't notice after knowing a lot of the details of the story stuff like that. So I may play that again. I know there's a, I played it on normal. Um, so I maybe want, we'll probably maybe stream it on, um, what you call it. It's some other mode that's harder where I think their weak points, the enemy's weak points don't show. You have to kind of guess where they're at, uh, for the enemies that have that attribute. Um, or maybe the killer eight mode. Um, that's all I'm going to say, um, for that but we'll see. But, uh, that's definitely raised on my list of, uh, of the very rare games that I want to play again after I beat it. I was like, I just needed some time to reflect on what I saw. So, you know, I kind of looked for guidance, uh, mentally online with some videos kind of explaining like, what was the message for this game? Because it does leave you with some, just, I'm not sure what this was for, which, um, I felt I kind of got those answers. So 
Um, after that, plate Rise of the Tomb Raider. I mean, you know, it's Tomb Raider. It's like you know, action. Um, with exploring tombs. I mean, that's really it. Um, it was fine. I beat it. Uh, I I'm a critical path that I wasn't really interested in doing the the tombs necessarily. I wasn't really. It's not really why I play these types of games. I like the action aspect more than the uh exploration part of it for these particular games. Um, but thoroughly had a great time. I was upgrading my bow. I was getting all them headshots. Uh, that is actually probably the most fulfilling thing about Tomb Raider. Just, just getting all these damn arrows and headshotting dudes. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> then, uh, just getting them all in a row in unison, uh, and then sneak kills, um, which I felt, uh, Tomb Raider did scratch that itch very much. So, so. I had a great time with that. I've been putting that game off for the long because I got that like in 2015. I think like free with a graphics card I got at the time. And uh, yeah, I'm glad I actually got around to finish it. It's always been on my mind like, uh, yeah, man, I should finish it. Not that long either. And then I eventually did. I eventually attained the gumption to finish it. And River City Girls, man, this game is it. It uh, surprised me in a lot of ways. Um, I was familiar with the Kunio Kun series to some extent, but didn't play it that much. Like I have a lot of the games, but I've never put any decent amount of time into it. Like a couple of the 3DS ones. And I think, <coughs> well, technically I got one on the Switch via uh, the eShop. But uh, yeah, never really put a much time into it. But uh, man, this is probably the best version of it, I'd assume, uh, considering the depth of the game. Uh, but basically, the general pot plot of River City Girls is that you're two girls, high school. I'm pretty sure high school. That uh, uh, the boyfriends who are the uh, main uh, antagonists of the uh, River City games, um, Kunio Kun. And I forgot the other guy, but basically you're, you're basically set to save them through this journey <laughs> um, through school. So has a lot of cool, funny moments. Uh, the voice acting is excellent. Um, I really like the exploration aspect to a beat em up game. I don't think I've ever played that outside of, I guess, uh, evidently Kunio Kun. I didn't know the extent of it and seeing the loop of like, uh, this type of game, which was pretty fulfilling. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't overstay its welcome, which I appreciated as well. Um, it, it felt like it was the length it needed to be for beat em up. Um, especially where you are exploring and progressing through the game in that, that sense you had a couple, you know, extra missions to do and stuff like that. So, Overall, highly, highly recommend River City Girls if you're into beat em ups. It was a pretty fun <coughs> experience, especially uh, any game that lets you experiment with juggling combos and stuff like that. I think is always a great game in my book, which is definitely what this game was. So highly, highly recommend River City Girls. Pretty great. Then uh, for like, what, the 25th or so time, I played Resident Evil 4 again and beat it again. Um, 
man, this is is this is definitely my favorite game of all time. Cause like every time I leave the game, just loving it still, and even appreciating new stuff, aspects, stuff I didn't even know. Uh, Resident Evil Four, man. Yeah, I have to give it hands down my favorite game of all time, hands down. And uh, yeah, so um, I took advantage of being able to play this on the Switch. So uh, I uh, over the break, I did go to Magfest. So a couple of friends uh, had a great time there. I was wonderful, wonderful time. Um, so pretty much around the well, I guess the span of my trip there, I put a decent amount of time on uh, Resident Evil 4 for Switch. And man, just being able to play this, my favorite game of all time on the go. Uh, it's just great. I had a great, wonderful time with it. So uh, pretty much I had to uh, unlock everything again. So I, you know, I played through the main campaign, all the side campaigns, the mercenaries uh, earning all the, the hand cannon and stuff like that. So pretty much did that. And I had, I still had a great time, man. Uh, a game that, that is, yes, that is still my favorite game of all time, man. It, it, I don't think that's going to change. So, um, but yeah, I guess to go in a little bit of details of MAGFest, if you, for those that don't know, uh, basically stands for music, music and gaming festival, uh, where at least for me, I mainly go there for the games. I don't really go to the concerts and stuff, but there's a lot of that around if you choose to do so. But, um, it has a lot of cool gaming uh, aspects to it. Um, probably the, the the biggest pillars of it is the uh, arcade, which is just like a traditional arcade. A lot of uh, pretty much a lot of arcade game game types. And they have the traditional fighting game areas where a lot of the, you know, popular common uh, classic and new fighting games they have for people to play. And um, then they have a, a console area where pretty much all the consoles old and new you can play. Um, they had a, a dope ass um, typing of the dead, which I never actually I don't think I played for the GameCube. And I like straight up played through the whole game, um, which was pretty fun, uh, especially somebody who I consider myself pretty proficient in typing. Um, it was pretty great. <laughs> and then just the terminologies and stuff like that. Um, what else? I played dynamite cop. They had that there. So I was like, oh, I have to, I never played it. I never played it in its entirety. I'm like, this is definitely going to happen. So it did. Uh, I didn't know it was that short, but I guess it's, it's close to its sequel dynamite cop on a dreamcast. They remind me a lot of that, but obviously they are the same developer and it's, I guess, pretty much a spiritual successor to that game. So makes a lot of sense after effect. Um, what else? Uh, played some shooters. I played a time crisis cause they had a cool ass shooting gallery or shooting alley. They called it, I think where it basically had all these old school CRTs and old school uh, consoles hooked up. Um, since for those that don't know, uh, you can't, uh, use light gun games on like LED, LCD, or pretty much any modern TVs. Uh, they only work on due to the technology where it basically takes a picture of the, whenever you shoot the gun, uh, from a technology standpoint, uh, that's the only way it, that works is on uh, old school 
tube CRT TVs. So, um, yeah, so being able to play those was pretty fun. Um, had a great time uh, overall. Uh, they also had a, a dope ass um, LAN land room which basically pretty much you know a traditional land room where you know all these all these strangers are hooked up to computers to networks and can play games and they have like a central chat where people can uh, set up games uh playing with each other and stuff like that it was pretty dope unfortunately i didn't have uh i'm a desktop gamer pc gamer so uh i felt like uh like a little peasant compared to all my uh friends that did have a gaming laptop. So I felt pretty inadequate and uh, alone. <laughs> I just felt like I felt like lonely. I was like, well, all right, guys. Uh, all right. You guys are all you guys are playing the forest. All right, okay, cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Are you, are you guys are you guys are playing a uh, hunt showdown. Oh, that's cool. Cool. I kind of want to play, but maybe next year. So that's kind of lit some fire on my under my ass to uh, get a, a decent uh, gaming laptop. So next year I'll be able to participate in the festivities uh, to that extent. But yeah, overall, wonderful experience. Uh, always love MacFest. I'm definitely going to make it a, uh, a tradition to try to go every year if possible. Um, and yeah, I recommend you guys do too. Well, I mean, if you're into that stuff or if that sounds cool to you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you like. Okay. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to tell you what I liked. Okay. You're welcome. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, I just came from watching a bad boys three bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? I don't know why I did that, but I did. <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? That just sounds creepy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, just just came back from Bad Boys Street, and man, ah, uh, it was great. It was great. If you loved Bad Boys 1 and 2, it is pretty much just the exact same essence of those, which is what I um, I felt right at home with. You did, you had the the same, you know, typical banner between, the, uh, you know, Mike Lowry and Marcus. I forgot his name. Uh, Marcus and Mike, uh, you know, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. You still have that chemistry and that dynamic uh, buddy cop uh, uh, you know, good cop, bad cop, or, you know, more willing and daring, uh, uh, Will Smith's character. And then <laughs> more just goofy and, uh, kind of, um, reserved, um, uh, Martin Lawrence. It was, it was excellent. Yeah, it was, it's probably, I feel like it may have not have been as good as, uh, bad boys too, but, uh, I'd say it, it's right behind it. I have to watch it again. Um, bad boys two in particular to, to, to get a feel, but I, it was, it, it's definitely a worthy bad boys movie and definitely recommend seeing it. It's uh boy. It was, it was a great movie. It was just fun all around, had some interesting twists. I did not see coming. Um, but all in all, I definitely thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, highly recommend it. Um, 
me being a fan of bad boys uh one and two so bad boys bad boys and i'll leave it at that i don't want to spoil any more than that so um yeah and i think that's gonna do it for this week this episode um good to be back actually a pretty good note to come back on in 2020 man had a lot of good stuff a lot of bad stuff but i think uh some of the good stuff evened it out for uh fortunately so um yeah uh all in all you can catch me on uh twitch tv slash a switch where i do stream this podcast live at least for now i plan to incorporate gaming more uh if i kind of can get a rhythm uh maybe not within this week or so due to a lot of uh, work stuff i have to take care of but outside of that um if all things fall into place i ideally plan to start doing more of that <clears throat> excuse me if possible so um feel free to also like uh rate uh, this podcast on your popular podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube Music, Google Music, Google Podcasts. Also, uh, let me go on a rant real quick. Uh, Google Podcasts been tripping because it's uh, all my older episodes have been doing having this weird audio crawl issue, which I haven't had with any of the other podcast uh, sites I've host on. So uh, then I reached out to their support to say, hey, uh, what's going on with uh, this audio crawl? I haven't gotten it for any other uh, any of my other podcasts on my other platforms. And they're like, well, um, yeah, that's you. It's not us. So good luck with that. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along those lines. I'm like, well, all right. OK, sure, whatever. So I'll probably uh dig in more to that at some point to get those uh, more viable. Uh, also plan to, uh, put these up on YouTube. Um, I, I'm not sure I may just put all the ones that I've been doing live up and, uh, maybe gradually do the older ones that were, uh, MP3 only cause it's just been a pain to, uh, render those, uh, since it just seems to be so minimal, but, who knows? I think that might be the best course of action is just to to have to have that periodically out with whenever I do release the full podcast. But um, yeah, so um, I think that's pretty much it for housekeeping. Uh, oh yeah, if you have any questions you like to be answered on the show, <coughs> should have brought some some drink, but um feel free to submit an email to a switch TV at gmail.com. Um, if I get enough, uh, or I may just do it one by one. We'll see, uh, after, uh, ideally I want to just, um, consolidate it to a particular segment, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, outside of that, that's pretty much it for this week, this week, guys, good to be back and made it to 2020. Uh, here's to more podcasting, uh, consistently, mind you, outside of this, uh, you know, acknowledged hiatus I went on, hiatus slash break, if you will. Um, uh, but yeah, 2020, baby, we are in here. Yeah, it's, it's 20, is 2020. We're never going to get that until a thousand more years from now. 
or a thousand, thousand and ten more years from now. 3030. That's just crazy to me. I don't know. Are we going to even be here in 3030? I mean, I won't be here, but it's like the universe going to be here. I'm sorry. I'm just getting all existential. I don't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, but until next time, guys, uh, I messed it up. Nobody's safe.